Welcome to Success Coaching with Eric Reed. This show is for you if you'd like to develop more strategic growth in your business and in your life, become more profitable, and develop the strategies to leading a happier, more balanced life. And now your host, Eric Reed. Good afternoon, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Success Coaching Live. As the man said, my name is Eric Reed, and I am your host, and I am so glad you decided to take a little bit of time out of your today, your day today, to join me. I'm sorry, I'm going to put my disclaimer right up there in front, kind of operating with a little bit of the day well kind of head cold thing. Um, but I think we'll be able to push through. And as I told my, my, my class earlier today, you know, so often you wake up and you've got one of these things happening in your head, you know, one of these head colds or sore this or sore that, or not feeling 100%. And we can choose to just lay there in bed and be like, oh, I feel miserable. I think I'm going to die. I want to die. I don't want to get out of bed. And, and we convince ourselves to just lay there and moan and woan about all the tragedies we have. And I often find myself personally that if I just get up and get in motion and get those first five, ten minutes started, pretty soon I feel a whole lot better than what I thought I was going to be. And I'm able to at least accomplish some of the day. And so I try and be the person that doesn't give in too easily. Now, I may push myself and I may you know, drive myself and then midday crash, but at least I got the day started. So I encourage you as we go through this holiday season for many of you, that we're going to come down with some of those little moany, groany, head cold, sicky, tummy ache feeling kind of things. Sometimes it's, you know, the virus and the bugs. Sometimes it's our body and our mind trying to work against us and, and, and you know, the stress and that we're all under right now, trying to meet those those goals and those deadlines and those holiday parties and those expectations of friends and families and coworkers, it can cause us to, you know, get a little sick. So first, take care of yourself up front, get lots of rest, drink lots of water, take time for yourself, eat right, meditate, do all of the things we always talk about, about staying healthy. But secondly, Stay in motion. Stay in motion. Because it's easier to stay in motion than get back in motion. All right? So with all of that set up front, I am in motion. And today we are going to be talking about why it's so hard to stick to good habits. I know. Perfect topic, right? We're moving towards the first of the year. We will be starting our goal-setting class on success coaching you. Uh, next week. So if you haven't checked out successcoachingyou.com, and that's the letter U, please do so. We've got a lot of free classes up there that you can take to help build your success, focus in your mindset, and help you grow into the better you. And so we're going to be starting goal setting. And I thought, you know what? Let's talk about why it's hard to stick to good habits. And let's talk into some of the, the, the things that we're going to need to know going into this goal setting chapter. And so during the next 20 minutes or so, let's, let's, let's get out our notebooks, let's settle in for a lesson, and, and, and walk away with something we can tangibly use. That's my goal when we get together every day here, or every Friday here. So first is, 
have you ever set out with a goal of actually and you know of actually sticking to a new behavior only to find yourself doing the old one one week later you know where we we say well i'm going to start this on monday or i'll start it uh after the holiday or i'll start it blank and we set this date and we we announce that date to everybody and anybody we can that I will be changed as effective this date. And then about a week or two later, we find ourselves slip back into the old pattern. Why is it so hard to form good habits? Why is it so difficult to make consistent change? How can we have the best intention to become better and yet see so little progress? Is there anything that we can really do about it? Well, the answer is yes. Now, what I love is my friend Seth Godin, and if you haven't read his book on tribes, I highly recommend it. But he says, your audacious life goals are fabulous. We're proud of you for having them. But it's possible that those goals are designed to distract you from the thing, that, from the thing that's really frightening you the shift in daily habits that would mean a reinvention of how you see yourself. And when I looked at that, it's like we set these big, audacious, fabulous, glorified poster board size goals out there. And we parade them around in front of people and we say, look, 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 look at my big goal. Look, 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 look at my, my vision plan. Look, look, look what I created. And everybody applauds and waves and says, it's going to be great when you do that. Go for it, my friend. Well, as Seth points out, maybe that is really a distraction from the thing that really frightens you. The day-to-day operations of your life. The reinvention of who you are on a daily micro level. Because we all have dreams, we all have ambitions, we all have wants and changes. And most of the time, we have at least a general sense what those goals are. And, and, and we want to move towards them. The odd thing is that we never take the time to look at how our daily habits, those micro behaviors that we are constantly creating in our lives, are going to lead to that. Now, you know exactly what I mean. You might have been inspired by that TV show, The Biggest Loser, to, to, to go out to the gym and, and, and bust your butt and lose hundreds of pounds, you know, become four dress sizes smaller by the end of the year, and all of these over the next three months, I'm going to do this, this, and this. Or you may have heard a friend say, I just wrote a book, and you say, yes, I'm going to write my book, and I'm going to get started, and I'm going to make a book, and I'm going to be a best-selling author, and I'm going to be an Amazon number one seller. Or maybe you thought, someday I want to stand on a stage in front of thousands of people and inspire them to greatness and hear the cheers and the accolades. Well, too often, what motivates us does not drive us on a daily level. What gets us caught up in the moment, that event, that, that, that trigger point is so bright so hot and so clear, but yet we fail to take a moment and say, wait a minute, how are my daily habits? How are the things that I'm doing now going to reflect it? Because 
here's the thing. Yes, we will be much sexier if we lose those 30 pounds. But the road between now and sexy is filled with a lot of work and a lot of little details and a little, lot of micro adjustments. But nobody stops long enough to look at those three months. Instead, they just focus on that big one. And so when it doesn't happen overnight, guess what happens? They give up and they step back and they step away. I think my prime example that I often refer to is if you've seen the P90X videos. And they, they show this, these four or five people in the gym and they've got lean, tight, sweat. You know, they are the, the image of health. And they range, ironically enough, from young to old and gender from male to female. So everybody is covered in that room, but everybody in that room looks their best. And they show us three or four minutes, and then they stand up and they say how great they are. And then they'll do two or three push-ups or three, four or five squats. They'll say, I feel great. And so we're all looking at that video and going, I want to be a person in that gym. I'm buying the video. And then we get it home. And we realize that there are 10 videos, and each video is 90 minutes, hence the name P90X. And that we've got to do these 90-minute videos every day of the week for the rest of the three- or four-month challenge, the 90-day challenge, to achieve that body. And we suddenly put that video set back, that, 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 that well-invested videos or CDs back on the shelf and say, I'll try something different. I'll try something new. That wasn't the right program for me. I owe, you know, we have these big dreams. Well, in order to change who we are, in order to change where we're at, in order to change the life that we're currently living, yes, we need big dreams, but we need to start small. I know that sounds like a contradiction coming from a success coach, but what I got to tell you is you have to dream big, but start small. If you're serious about making real change, in other words, if you're serious about doing things better than you are now, then you have to start small. Imagine, you know, that typical habit, good or bad, brushing your teeth, putting on your seatbelt, biting your nails, um, getting distracted by Facebook. Snacking on the kids' leftovers. Yep, that's a crime I'm guilty of. You know, when you have toddlers and they only eat half a sandwich, it seems like such a waste. Help me understand this. It seems like such a waste to throw it in the trash can. So you feel you have to eat it. And so not only do you eat your meal, but you eat the little bits that they leave over. And of course, if you have kids, toddlers, you know that they're always eating, which means you're always eating. Hmm kind of a habit I've developed over the years that maybe I should look at. These sections are small enough. I mean, this that, oh, it's just a piece of toast. Oh, it's only half a sandwich. Only it's three more bites of soup. Whatever. It's a little habit. But over time, it begins to add in piece by piece, pound by pound, and waist size by waist size I've expanded to now I have to begin to understand that the little habits that I've adopted without auditing, without reviewing, without checking into my life are the same things that I now want to change through dramatic action in my life. Wouldn't it make sense if we wanted to form a new habit, the best way to start would be to make tiny changes that our brain could quickly learn and automatically repeat. You know, if we look at the seatbelt, 
And early on the seatbelt, you know, it was just sort of an accessory in the car. It just sort of sat there on the side. And if you put it on or didn't put it on, nobody really noticed. It was quite obvious and quite simple. And so they realized that people weren't being programmed into putting their seatbelt on. So they had to add one more tool, one more element. And that's when that little annoying beeper sound comes in, that deep, 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 you know, that tells you you didn't put your seatbelt on. Now, the funny thing, I don't know about your car, but with my car, it does it very softly at first, like beep, beep, beep. And then if I don't acknowledge it, it amplifies and amplifies and amplifies until it almost sounds like 20 beeps in 30 seconds. It's just maddening that I have to respond. Well, what happens now is to avoid that, that tension, that moment of frustration, that moment of interruption of thought, I now put the seatbelt on before the beeping starts because I don't want to hear the beeping. Oh, wait a minute. The habit became a behavior. The behavior became a result. I am now a safer driver or I'm, safe, I'm more safely driving. So what are the little tiny habits that are occurring in your life that are causing you destruction, that are causing you not to succeed or play at your highest level? What if you started thinking about your life goals, not as a big audacious audacious thing that you can only achieve when the time is right or when you have better resources or when you're finally able to catch a break or when the weekend is over, when the kids are grown? Or, you know, all of the excuses that we allow ourselves to have, but instead began to think of your life goals as tiny daily behaviors that were repeated until success becomes inevitable. What if losing 50 pounds wasn't dependent on research, discovering the perfect diet pill or ordering a box of food through the mail or going crazy celery, orange, carrot, juicing fast with ginger extract tea, but instead losing 50 pounds hinged on a series of tiny habits that you could always control. Habits like walking for 20 minutes a day, drinking eight ounces of water, eating two meals instead of three. You know, I think the fact that we try and create massive change for massive results is part of the reason sticking to these habits becomes so challenging is because it takes so much energy to orchestrate the habit change that we spend so much more time managing the change instead of adapting to the behavior or the habit. You'll hear me say it once, you'll hear me say it twice and probably a hundred times. Those habits need to become behaviors that create the results that bring us the feelings we want. We don't start with the feeling. We start with the habit. And when we focus in and consistently manage that, be- that habit over and over and over with intentionality and with focus and with detail, then it slowly becomes a behavior. And when it becomes a behavior, we don't have to put so much conscious energy into it. The behavior, like your body naturally knows how to breathe. And the result is you continue to live, which is a really happy result to have. Yes, feeling. We have to begin to understand that if we want to change our life, we have to start with those micro habits, those little things we do every day that we seem to put very little value on. But if compounded daily, 
would result in the 30 or 40 pounds that we're now trying to lose before swim season or beach season. If you plant the right seed in the right spot, it will grow without further coaxing. I believe this is a metaphor for creating habits. The right seed is the tiny behavior that you choose. The right spot is, is the sequencing. You know, what comes after what? The sequencing in the car, getting in the car, putting on the seatbelt, then turning the key so I don't have to listen to that beeping noise versus the sequencing, getting in the car, putting in the key, turning the key, and then reaching for the seatbelt. Guess what happens? I have to hear that beeping sound. Even for a moment, I realized that the sequence was interrupted and therefore there was a negative consequence. So the right spot is the sequencing. Whatever comes after that is the positive result, the coaxing or the positive result or the amping up of the motivation. We can change quickly through tiny habits. Now, the typical approach is to dive in deep. Start at the deep end. I'm going to go to the gym every single day for the rest of the year. And I'm going to spend 45 minutes on the treadmill followed by a spin class, followed by a a cardio class with yoga. And I'll be home by 5 a.m. so I can still get the kids off to school and have a productive work day. Yeah, right. Only to find out that in all of that ambition, we fail quickly. And we lose our willpower. We lose our focus. We begin to to develop that habit of drowning as opposed to that habit of success. What if instead you started at the shallow end of the pool, so to speak? You walked in slowly and made incremental changes in your life that resulted in the lifestyle that you wanted, if only for a moment or an hour within that day. Think of it. Losing 50 pounds would be life-changing. Okay, I'm up for that. Trust me. Drinking eight ounces of of water a day, that's a new lifestyle. That's something that you could do each and every day. You could win at each glass of water. You could program your day around that much more successfully than waiting on your box of food to arrive from Amazon and then cleaning out the cupboards and creating a dramatic life switch only to have to go out to dinner with friends and relatives. You know what I'm saying? Publishing your first book would be life-changing. Emailing a new book agent every day is a type of lifestyle. What if instead of saying, wow, I'm going to be a best-selling author as soon as I get time to write my memoir, what if you grabbed a journal book, a notebook, steal one of your kids' old ones that they've abandoned because the cover wasn't trendy enough for them anymore, and start writing in it every day, just a thought, just a, just an idea, just a what if? Guess what? Now you're a writer. Writers write, and they write every day. And then pretty soon you'll start to say, you know what? I want to put this in a more organized format. I want to bring this together. And then guess what? You've made a lifestyle change. Now you're in the habit of writing every day. Now you're going to be writing with intentionality. I would love to run a marathon. I think that would be a a huge life-changing event for me. But Maybe running three days per week is more about changing my current lifestyle. Maybe getting up and walking for 20 minutes three days a week would be the lifestyle change that I need to make. What about earning an extra twenty or $30,000 each year? Wouldn't that change your life? 
Wouldn't that be a big, audacious goal to stick up on your vision to have a six-figure income by the end of 2018? Well, what about if you changed your current habits and got to your office an hour earlier or stayed an hour later or made 10 extra calls or followed up with three more clients? I was on the phone the other day with a client and we were talking about databases and your database being your, your business. And, you know, she said, I don't have very many people in my contact list. I don't have very many people in my database. And I said, well, how many people do you think you would need to be successful? And she said, well, if I had a thousand people, I bet that would work. I said, okay, okay. A thousand's a good number. That's why you picked it, but we'll go with it. Well, do you realize that if you added three people a day to your contact or database, at the end of one year, you would have well over a thousand people in your database. Really? She said, three people? That's it? I only have to meet three new people a day for the rest of, for a year? I said, yes. And if you maintain those thousand people and kept in contact with them and nurtured them and all the things we talk about in business success, and 10% of those people did business with you on a regular basis, what would that look like? And she said, that'd be like a hundred people, wouldn't it? And I said, yeah. She said, that's like, wow. I said, yeah, what if 5%? She's like, that's still good. So instead of looking at what I didn't have, I don't have 1,000 people, what is the habit I can now develop? I'm going to take three, I'm going to go out and find three people a day to add to my database and add value into them so that at the end of the year, I had 1,000 friends or fellow people in my database that knew what I did and liked and trusted me for it. What about squatting more than 100 pounds you know, or, or weightlifting or power building? You know what? That doesn't happen overnight. You don't get to walk into the gym and sit down and bench press 350 pounds if you've never been in the gym. Maybe the habit has to begin of I'm getting up and I'm going to the gym and I'm going to begin to go onto the weight room floor and work out. And I'm going to begin with 10 pounds. And then each month, I'm going to add another 10 pounds. And by the end of a year, where will I be? Do you see the difference? Life goals are good. But because they provide, they're, they're, they're good because they provide directions. But they can also be tricky. They can take you into that more big space, that vision space, that poster board, cover of a magazine, this is what I want to accomplish space. And they take us out of the daily habits, the daily routines, the things that we can rinse and repeat. Now, I have never understood why the back of my shampoo bottle says rinse and repeat. But I have looked at that shampoo bottle now probably for 30, 40 some years. And guess what I do? Out of habit, every time I wash my hair, I, I, I lather, I rinse, and I repeat. Now, if the product was so great, you think it would work the first time I lathered, rinsed. But because I've, I've seen it, and it's been written, and it's been programmed into me, it becomes a habit. So what I want to challenge you today to do is look at that big goal that you set out 2017, or that you've started in the last 30 or 60, 90 days, that thing that you said, I've got to get this done because it's burning deep inside me. And if I don't, I will not rest. And break it down. Ask yourself, what is the daily habit? What is the daily activity? What is the daily step-by-step thing that I can begin to implement today 
that I won't let go of because I know over time it will become my reality on the big board. If having a million dollars in the bank account is one of your dreams, how much money are you saving today? Did you put 10 cents in a jar, 20 cents in a jar, a buck in a jar? You know, I started to have it a long time ago at the coaching advice of somebody that said, never spend your change. So simply take all the change that you have. You know, if you go to the cashier and it's $2.30, you give her $3. She gives you back the change. You put that in the bucket. When you go someplace else, again, you give solid bills and take the change. And if you took all that change at the end of the day and put it in a jar and kept doing this over time, what the effect have on your life? Well, I thought, okay, this is foolishness, but what the heck, it's not a big deal. So I slowly began to develop that habit. And over time, I filled up this jar that was sitting on my desk, and then I needed a bigger jar and a bigger jar. And now, oddly, I'm still trying to figure out how much money is in it. But if you've ever been to one of those water cooler things, you know, where the big water cooler jug is on top, there are four of those in our house full of change. Now, I could cash it in. I, I, I could go on an expensive trip, I'm sure, or at least have some fun with the money. But what I've learned is that that habit, that, that those four jars, not only represent sort of a financial security net, if all goes wrong in the world, but I've been able to understand that that simple habit, that little action has a compound effect. And now to lift one of those jars is a major effort. I mean, they are not like little jars, those big you know, water cooler jug things full of coins are not easy. And so lifting that 30 cents or 70 cents out of my pocket and into the jar, simple act. Done day over day, week over week, year over year, that's had a pretty profound impact. So if I'm trying to create a change in my life, if I've got this big audacious goal, maybe I need to focus less on the goal excuse me, and more on the actions that are leading me away from that goal. Had to take a drink of water. Sorry about that. I did do the disclaimer about the cold mid. Um, Maybe that idea that I want to lose 50 pounds and me snacking on what's left over on my kid's plate because it seems wasteful to throw away are in conflict. So what habit needs to change? create the goal or to create the reality that I want. Stop feeding the kids. Yeah, that is an option I have considered. Or stop feeling as if every piece of food that I see in front of me has to go in my mouth simply because it exists. To limit what I eat and to program myself to, to stop that habit, snap the rubber band on my wrist, so to speak, when I begin to do that. So, When I talk about why is it so hard to stick to good habits, it's often because we've tried to make massive, monumental, huge shifts in our behavior. And I hear it so often, mostly in the diet and fitness industry, but in other areas where somebody will buy their box of food or their crazy juicing blending thing and they're like, I'm going to do a 14-day carrot juice fast and da, 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 and I'm going to lose 30 pounds. And they achieve that goal. And then slowly, because it wasn't a lifestyle change, it was 
just a radical intervention, they can't maintain it. Begin to look at your lifestyle now. Overlap it to the lifestyle you want to have and ask what's missing. If your lifestyle is that of being a writer and your current lifestyle, you don't write, hmm, what needs to change? If your lifestyle is that of a marathon runner and you're not walking, what needs to change? If the lifestyle you seek is that of being an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a business owner, and yet every time an opportunity comes, you, you fear risk, what needs to change? Develop the small habits first. The little habits, because they will echo throughout your life in all kinds of ways, and you will see tremendous success. So that's what I wanted to share with you today about understanding our habits and our behaviors and how we can build success into our lives. I want to encourage you to join me every Monday through Friday at Success Coaching Live on Facebook at 8 a.m. Eastern. We do sort of a short little mini version of this. And next week, we will begin uh, working on goals and goal setting and goal development. So check into Success Coaching You for that. And if I can be of any help to you, please always feel free to reach out and connect to me. It is my pleasure and it is my purpose to be of service to those people building a lifestyle by design. All right. Till we get together next Friday, take real good care of yourself and live life with success. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to ericgreed.com. That's ericgreed.com. And like us on Facebook slash Eric G. Reed Success Coaching. Join us next time for Success Coaching with Eric Reed.